Hi, I'm Melanie. And I'm Malia. And you're listening to the White Dress Optional Podcast by Brilliant Bridal. Life before, during, and after your wedding is full of options, and we are here to help. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the White Dress Optional Podcast. We have a fun guest on the show today, and we are going to be talking about the transition of getting married and how that impacts our careers. Um, so, Malia, what did that look like for you when you got married? Were you, I mean, I got married super young, but what, what was your situation when you're getting married with your career? Yeah, I was probably a year out of college at this point. And so I was working at a doctor's office, like nothing fancy, and then went into bridal retail. And my husband was working retail at the Apple store. So we both had like retail schedules. Um, and that's where we were like, you know, hourly jobs working, not normal jobs, normal for like, you know, early twenties. Yeah. But like it hadn't really like found your career life path. Exactly. Yeah. Not at all. Totally, totally same. I was way too young to be getting married. Thank goodness it worked out. Um, but yeah, I didn't really, what hadn't really found my footing yet, but I know that, you know, especially now that's just not the case. A lot of people are getting married significantly older, um, even than 15 years ago. And, um, well, I mean, so many of our brides are just older. Like they met their person later in life. That is very true of brides now. And I've been in the industry for a long time and, it's wildly different than it was then. Like people aren't getting married right out of college if they're even going to college, right? Like it's, yeah. it's so much later. We're taking gap years. We're doing other things. We're traveling um, and meeting our people later in life. Well, and I think um, for sure the last few years, like COVID's played into that. People are wanting mm-hmm. to be a little bit more like financially stable personally, have a little bit more. I, d- I think we've all learned too from brain science that your brain is not even fully developed until you're 25. So why get married before that? Like your brain's not even ready for it. So, um, so we are going to be talking about that today with um, full disclosure, my sister-in-law, Renee Tumalo, who is also my personal on-call 24-7 life coach. That's what she does. She is a life and career and business coach. And the amount of times I've called her and been like, help me with this situation. Um, and she's probably saved number of relationships and things in my life. So welcome to the podcast, Renee. We're so excited to have you today. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, so much. And Melanie, I know you said that you're, you maybe got married a little too young, but I'm still very happy that you married who you married so that I could be a part of your life. So thank you for that. It worked out. It really worked out. Guys, it really has worked out. It worked out. Yeah. And and agreed. Um, Definitely uh, married into a fabulous family. So I wouldn't change it either. Um, So we have a few questions. We have a few ideas that we want to explore in terms of this idea of the transition of getting married and how that impacts your relationships. So for you, Renee, like when you're working with clients or when you're thinking about this idea, is there any difference between the transition of actually getting married, going through a wedding and having that paper that says you're married to just like a long-term relationship where maybe you've been together for years, you've been living together, maybe you have pets together, maybe you have kids together, but you haven't actually 
gotten legally married. Is there any difference in that or is there a lot of similarities in that? Yeah, I don't know that I've thought of there being different impacts, whether or not you're in a long-term relationship but not married or actually gone through, you know, the marriage and have the legal paperwork. Um, I don't know if I think of, of there being a lot of difference there. What I think matters is what the commitment is. So how, how committed is this relationship, whether you're in a marriage or a long-term relationship? Um, the commitment is what's going to, I think, make a difference in how we think about the, the two moving forward in their careers and what that looks like. Okay, so let's use that as our sort of threshold then. What does that transition of being in a committed relationship or making some sort of long-term commitment, how does that impact the, your career? If you're on a career path or if you're exploring a career path, like what are some things to think about there? Yeah, I think that we, we're no longer just thinking of ourselves when we enter into a long-term relationship. So we are going from, you know, a me to a we. And I think we have to consider that, you know, our partner's dreams and goals and objectives in their personal and professional lives become important to us as well because their happiness is going to affect our happiness. Their thriving is going to affect our thriving. Um, and so as individuals, if we're not both thriving and moving towards our, our goals and desires in life, then our, our relationship is going to have a difficult time, you know, moving forward healthily. I feel like it's kind of like if you think of a team, when you're in a team, a manager has to consider each individual's own development goals and has to consider how each of those people work. Um, so that the whole team can thrive. If you're ignoring, you know, one person or a couple people's uh, own agendas or goals or desires, then your team is not going to be successful or as successful as it could otherwise be. I think that that kind of is a, a good analogy for how a committed relationship works. If we want to move forward healthy as a couple, then let's also take care of each other. So when we're in that relationship, it's going to take compromise for, you know, both individuals. I think that's a really good analogy because one of my thoughts or questions was like, aren't we all just still individuals doing our jobs? You know, if we're, if we're talking about work and we're talking about careers, like why does our relationship status necessarily matter? But I think that is a helpful way to frame it. Absolutely. I think the idea of like, when, when my husband is not thriving, like if he is not in a good space or I'm not in a good space, we collectively are not in a good space. Like, and, and I've watched that happen in my own relationship and that's so good. Like, how can we make sure that both, both people in this committed relationship are thriving together? I think that's beautiful. Yeah. So what are some, I, I would like to talk about some impacts that like these longer term relationships can have in your career. Like what are some ways that we can maybe avoid some pitfalls or some red flags or some, what are some things to look out for um, that could be some negative impacts either on the relationship or on the career? It could go, go both ways, I guess, depends on what you're more committed to. Um, what are some negative things that we want to avoid? Yeah, I think that's a really good question and something that I think that couples should be talking about as they're moving forward in their relationship, whether they're headed towards you know, they know for sure they're getting married on a certain date or they're still just, you know, that, that long-term relationship. I think it's important to set aside time to have a conversation around 
what each other's goals are so that you can make sure up front that you're on the same page and there aren't any curveballs that surprise someone. That's where a lot of, I think, the conflict comes up is if one person just assumed the other person knew that this was my goal to do this thing, um, to work this many hours, to travel this much. Um, we need to make sure that we're communicating that with one another so that we can agree that that's, you know, we're aligned, we're good with that. And then how can we support one another in that? Um, I think some of the negative impacts can be one person puts their career on hold for another person and then that favor isn't returned. I think that can be a negative impact. I think it can be super positive if you have, you know, the, your, the back and forth, the one person who maybe puts their career on the back burner for a little while so someone can go and get their, you know, PhD or, or, or chase their career dream and then able to flip that and, and allow the, the person who did put their career on the back burner to, to spread their wings and fly as well. Um, but it could go negative if that's not, if that favor is not returned. Um, I think another impact that could be negative is jealousy around a significant other's either title or um, amount of money that they make. So I think it's important to have that conversation with your significant other as well. Um, There can be resentment or bitterness for someone, whether it's you work too much or you don't work enough. You're not bringing in enough money. You're not supporting the family financially enough. Or you're working too hard and you're never here. And what about the kids? Um, so I, you know, I'm throwing all of these things out just to say that I think these are good bullet points to maybe put um, in a conversation that you go out on a date night. You know, do this once a month. Have this conversation because also just because you have the conversation one time <laughs> doesn't mean that it stays that way forever. We're constantly growing. We're constantly changing. We're allowed to change our minds. Um, so I think it's really important to have these kinds of conversations on an ongoing, consistent basis so that you're you're making sure that you're staying on the same level and that you're understanding each other's goals and, and what you're looking for in your, your future as an individual and as a couple. Yeah, I think, you know, we've said this before, but just communication is so mm-hmm. crucial, you know, to these, to the health of these relationships. And I think, even with w- once we had started the bridal store and that kind of became my career path, that's changed dramatically from store one 12 years ago to store six. Now we've got more partners, we've got more stores, we've got more markets. You know, there were seasons where I was traveling a ton. So, um, I think just continuing to have those conversations and making sure that both partners are on board for whatever the next thing is, um, is super important. Mm-hmm. When well, I think Renee, what you said about this, like ongoing conversation, like maybe you do goal setting a couple once, twice a year to like revisit these things and being really intentional about them because things do change. Um, Melanie and I have seen that in our own careers, how our roles, titles, responsibilities have changed and how that impacts our families. And so a lot of it is being so intentional to be like, we're going to talk about this. more than once, you know, like we're going to come back to it over and over again, because maybe your mind does change. You're allowed to. And I love that idea of like, we are growing people, we're developing. So of course things are going to change. And I think it's important too, to always start with what are our values as a couple? Um, Because I think Mm -hmm. 
you know, we, a lot of times we don't even know what our values are as an individual. (laughs) And so that's something that I think is worth fleshing out. Like, why are my dreams, my dreams? What, you know, these, these career, you know, goals that I have, why, where do they come from? What, what is stirring that in me? So it's important to understand that on an individual basis, but then to also talk about that with your significant other, and then talk about what are our values as a couple, you know, and then when you, if you have kids, what are our values as a family? What do we want to be driving towards? Because I think that does help make decisions as you move along, whether it's personal decisions in your family life or your couple life or actual career decisions, you know, kind of coming back to those individual and couple values will help you decide how to move forward in your career, um, what decisions to make, what makes most, most sense that aligns with those values. Yeah. Because then if something is pretty far left field outside of your value set or the, the sort of boundaries that you've put up for those things, it kind of makes it an easy no. And it's kind of makes that decision-making process um, a little bit more clear and concrete rather than should I, shouldn't I? Well, no, this is like really far outside of what we have said is important for our relationship. And so that's an easy no. Right, right. I Can I interject one thing that I heard Please. is really good a couple of days ago? Okay, so Brene Brown, she's my favorite. Um, I'm a social worker. So of course she has to be like, you know, she's the most famous social worker. So she's my favorite. Um, (laughs) So, um, she, I heard her, uh, say something about relationships and this isn't just about, uh, necessarily about careers, but she was talking specifically about our, our relationships with our significant other. And she was saying to, to consistently check in with each other about, where you're at and what you can give. So mm-hmm. there's this idea of like, oh, it t- it's it's 50-50. And she was saying, BS, it is not 50-50. Like sometimes someone's at 20 and the other person can totally carry the 80. Sometimes you're both at 20, right? And so, and I was like, that is so, that is so true. Like how many days have you, have, have you known and maybe not said it out loud, but known that you and your significant other are running very low in what you're, you're able yeah. to give. Right. And so to check in with each other, like, where are you at right now? And it, I, I feel like that could go that could be a conversation you could have around so many different topics, whether it's, you know, kids or, or intimacy or what, but it, you know, I think it really allows you to like get a good gauge on where you're at, you know, each day, each week, and then help support each other through that, or maybe give each other extra grace if you're both running low. Right. Um, so I just, I really appreciated that. I thought that was really helpful when it comes to our relationships with, with our, our significant others. That is brilliant. That is so good. And maybe if you have that conversation one week and you both say like, look, we're both running at below 50%. We're super stressed. We've got big projects coming up or deadlines like, okay, what are some other supports that we can pull in? You know, grace, absolutely understanding compassion for sure. But like, what are some other supports that we can pull in that will help us get through this when we're both kind of, you know, not able to even support each other? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, those, we kind of started on a down, downward, you know, some of the more difficult 
obstacles. Let, let's turn it around. Let's end on a high note. <laughs> what are some of the positive impacts on our careers, our career paths when we are in long-term relationships or looking at getting married? What are some things that we can look for in terms of how this is beneficial to, again, both either the career or the relationship? Yeah, I think there's a lot of positives. I'm glad we're ending on the positives. Um, I think, you know, having someone to debrief with after a difficult day at work. I mean, it, it, it our, I, I, I want to say our spouses aren't our therapists, but in my case, he is. Um, <laughs> he's not my therapist, but he is a therapist. So, you know, but we don't therapize each other. That's not the point, but it can kind of feel that way where just you're able to process with someone what has happened. Um, you can get constructive feedback, you know, from that person. Um, one of the, one of the big things that I think can, that can be positively impacted when we're in a long-term relationship is having a safe place to practice some of the things that really are used a lot in, in our careers, like communication skills and compromise and conflict resolution. Um, you know, we have this safe place. We should have a safe place at home with our significant other to get this real life practice of, you know, problem solving and having hard conversations. And so I think that's a really positive impact. And you can even, I, I know for me, it, Pete and I, my husband and I, we role play. Um, you know, if I were to say this to my manager, um, you know, what do you think the response might be? And, and then how, how could I respond to that professionally? Um, so those things can be really helpful. The other thing that really stood out to me, cause this just happened for me recently is you potentially would have an opportunity to take a risk that you otherwise wouldn't take when you have a significant other's support. Um, I was able to resign from my corporate job of 18 years to, focus on my dream to be a coach and to write a book uh, because my husband supports me and he has a career that allows us to do that financially. Um, there's no way I would have been able to take the leap, at least not at this point, um, without that support. So the ability to take some of those risks with the support of, of them, you know, is I think a huge positive impact. Well, knowing all of our spouses, um, our spouses are our biggest cheerleaders. If, yeah. if anybody else has pushed us in our careers, it's because we have our spouses behind us cheering us on and being like, yeah, go do it. I'm so proud of you. You guys got this. Like they are unbelievable people and we are very lucky in that regard. But I think what a positive to have this awesome cheerleader encouraging you along the way to like, go pursue your dream, go jump into this career. I've got your back. And I, and I think where all three of us are in our lives and our careers is a lot because we've had these awesome cheerleaders be beside us, you know? Yes. A hundred percent. I think, I mean, I, I feel like I probably would have done this eventually because it was my calling and it's what I wanted to do, but it would have taken me a lot longer without not just the, the support, like the practical support, but the, what you're saying, Malia, the actual encouragement, the cheerleading, the reminding me of who I am and what I'm capable of, you know, and even now when things get scary, cause I'm in this new journey and, and, you know, have left like the, 
the corporate life that I knew for so long, he's the one that's, you know, backing me up and, and pushing me forward and, and making sure that I know that, you know, I can do this. I can take this next step. And he's still the one that I go to, to like get feedback and, and talk ideas with and brainstorm. And so that has all been extremely positive. Yeah. I, I don't know that, you know, brilliant bridal as a, would even, would even exist if it weren't for, the support that I had in the first couple of years from both the, the mental and emotional support, but for sure the financial support, because businesses don't make money for a while. And, you know, there was a lot of, of support for our family and we didn't have kids yet at the time, but, you know, being able to take that risk and, and, give that a try and, and try something, you know, unexpected. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, I think that's great. And I think, you know, I think, um, when you're, when you're in a relationship and it's developing, you're dating and you're getting engaged, you're going through all these things, like you, you should be noticing that, right? Like you should be, you should be experiencing like, yes, this is the person that I want to be committed to long-term because we're able to do this for each other. We're able to encourage each other. We're able to support each other in this way. Um, and so that's building all along as the relationship is growing. It's not just a switch that flips once you've made this long-term commitment. Right. Absolutely. And if you're not seeing that build, then that to me would be a flag and, and something that needs to be talked about. Well, I think some of the, like the things I'm loving about this is they're so practical, like go home, write down your personal values, then sit down with your spouse and say, what are our values as a couple? And then come back to those. Um, and, and once you kind of have those values, okay, what are our goals here um, in our careers um, as a unit together, what does that look like? And I think that's so practical to start there and build off of that. And just remember to be so intentional with each other as we have these conversations and as our careers change and, um, we change as, as humans in our relationship together. I think it's so practical. It's so good. Yeah. For I love sure. that you said that, Malia, like call, call it a unit. I like that mm -hmm. better than I kept saying couple and I was trying to think of a better word and that is it because <laughs> you are a unit, you're a team, you know, it's bigger than just being a couple. And so I, I really like that frame. That's really good. Any final thoughts, Renee, on this topic, anything that you, you know, if you could sit down with uh, a couple in your practice that was either, you know, maybe engaged and getting married soon or was in a long-term committed relationship and they were really career driven or, or looking at, you know, different career opportunities, like any final words or anything that you would, you know, for sure want to share with that unit? You know, I think I would just emphasize what we've already said, but that there is no such thing as over communication in a relationship. And so being very intentional, I tell my clients, put it on your calendar, block the time. Don't just say, we'll talk every Sunday night. No, no, put it on Sunday night, you know, whatever time is going to work best for both of you and make that time, you know, a, a sacred time that you're going to have these conversations. Um, I just, I, I can't emphasize that enough. 
Um, being open and honest and transparent with one another is going to help avoid so many roadblocks in the future. Um, and it's going to give you ideas on how to support one another as you move forward. And I think that is so crucial. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we head out, tell us where people can find you. You are based in the Phoenix, Arizona area, but you work with clients nationwide. So if somebody is looking for some career help or some relationship help, where can people find you and reach out for some coaching? Awesome. Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at Renee Tumalo. So super easy. Um, and my website is ReneeTumalo.com. Um, and that's where you would want to go to book a session with me, go to my website and, and there's a calendar there that you can book a session and we can get to know each other. Perfect. Well, thank you again. I hope this has been really helpful, maybe thought provoking. Maybe this is going to spur on some really healthy date night conversation um, for you and your partner. And we will see you next time on the white dress optional podcast. Thanks guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye. for listening to the white dress optional podcast we will be here every wednesday remember you can follow us everywhere on social at brilliant bridal you can also email us at podcast at brilliantbridal.com and as always we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts